Hi guys, on this show we're looking at McCann, Warner, Aykroyd, Lowe, Denny, Derek, Spade and Farley. We're looking at 1995's Tommy Boy. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learn From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Plenty, and I'm a fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> and I'm the face of radio, I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> John, how are you? I'm alright buddy, it's, uh, the weather's took a ton for the worst, so the ta- it's taps on weather. <laughs> taps on ta- ta- this on. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to see you didn't die, because we were all worried about old people during the heat, so I'm glad to see you're alright. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well deserved, but uh, for once I'm not the youngest on the podcast. We've got a guest, this one's been quite a welcoming. Uh, we've got the fantastic Stig from Modern Escapism. Hey up mate. Holy shnikes. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's yet another overused uh, catchphrase in this. Uh, real, and went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, the film went nowhere. Uh, Stick, you've bought us what this week? Uh, we're, gonna, we're looking at uh, Tommy Boy from 1995, Chris Farley and David Spade. Oh, oh, Spade, Farley. Why did Spade? Why did you let Farley look after the bees? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, nineteen ninety-five. Oh God, we've done a couple um, from nineteen eighty-five. So the one that you'd be looking for is a show from a couple of weeks ago, which was Get Shorty. Get Shorty. I don't. I don't want people to go back. I do want people to go back and listen to that because I was fucking furious all the way through I, that, I, and I, you I, were in such a mood that whole I, show. I, I hated it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Stig, tell us a little bit where you're from, what your podcast's all about. I'm from Modern Escapism. Um, we are yet another pandemic podcast. Like, uh, yes! We, yes, because that's where all the be- best podcasts come Correct. from. Uh, yeah, so we're a kind of pop culture, nerd culture uh, podcast. We Every week we go over like the current news, have a discussion on that, and then we review what we've been like doing that week so anything from film tv game uh reading books listening to music whatever it is we have a little review on that and then we also have a weekly feature uh, this month we're currently doing our summer month so we've done summer blockbusters fantasy barbecues uh holidays in fictional lands and coming up this week will be our heat episode which is very apt for the week we've just had yeah. So stuff that has remind you of the summer heat. Uh, when you mentioned heat, all I could think was hoo-ha! I know, <laughs> I, <saw them>, man. <laughs> I just imagined Any everybody running the guns. Any <laughs> excuse. Uh, yeah, so fantastic. I love I love your podcast, as a lot of people will know. And I, I pay you money. I am a patron for your podcast. Or at least I was. <laughs> because in the most recent episode, John, you won't know this, and listeners, you might not know this, but in the most recent episode, you did a patron special where Oodles decided to do what I would call snog, marry, kill, or snog, marry, avoid. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but it was because he fancies himself as some sort of hipster ute, right? It was it was what? Kill? Was it dead? Go, go mid? mid. Dead, yeah. So yeah. something that was at the top, the goat, and then middle, and then you had to kill something. And John, John, they had podcasts. They had podcasts. Right. I was so because I was so excited because Stig had messaged me uh, uh-huh. and said, "Have you listened this week?" 
I was like, no. And then I, I got around to listening. I was like, oh, you're talking about films? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about the same on the films as you, pretty much. So, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised the way they went with the films. Great. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely One of them was bullshit, but... Yeah, well, the Jurassic Park, yeah. You're still upset about that. Yeah, I, I, was, I was less upset about that as I was by what's about to come. Because um, <laughs> they decided to, to dead me what? and our podcast. We got deaded. In spite of the fact that we pay them cold, I said we, me, pay some cold hard cash. It's, it's not cheap. It's great value for money, but it's not cheap, right? And I was and I was coming on to this the week after. Why? Why are you stuck here? Why are you stuck on here? Now? Well, oh, it's, it's, he's, right. he's done all the work. What, what he's you, done all the legwork. What have you got planned for him? You're going to do something to him now. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's going to be dead. <laughs> That's what he's going to be. Yeah, so they so, they bend us, and even. And do you know? Do you know who got goat? Do you know which podcast got goat? Oh, uh, SP Farms. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Paul <laughs> deserves it. Yeah, one of our fine patrons. No, your man, everybody's favourite Spotify fucking arsehole, Joe Rogan. No way. They picked Joe Rogan over right, me. Right? No, we we did not pick Joe Rogan over you. <laughs> um, what did happen was he didn't tell us. He wouldn't let us know what the next one was. So. Basically, we had to choose yeah. who choose something, and so, then we could have ended up with something good or something bad at the end. But the only reason that <laughs> it sounds bad, the only reason that it ended up because he was tricking us with stuff is that is because Panty has another podcast and he loves to go on another podcast, so he'll be fine. Your beautiful Scottish dulcet tones, they'll be fine, they'll find their way into another podcast. Don't try and suck up to me, boys. Don't try and suck up to me. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, look, I'm, we've made you feel awkward enough, Stig. Uh, and, and look, all, all jokes aside, is a is a great podcast, which I was fortunate enough uh, to go on before it went to fucking pot. Okay, so that everybody knows, uh, you two have watched the film. I've watched the, I've watched the film loads. I've really enjoyed this, and we uh, we've all come up with a few things. Jump in when you've got something, but I'm going to run us through the film. Are you ready to go? Ready. Yes. Okay, so we start uh, with uh, the we start with the bin, uh, which is where modern escapism is at the minute. No. Um, <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> yes, Dick, come on and promote your podcast. But the week before, <laughs> slag us off. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. Hey, Honestly, don't I'm bothered. Hey, we, we ended up we ended up putting uh, gadget in the bin as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Good old good old gadget. When I, I gadget and I, yeah, we're we're. We'll, uh, you like how, how are we going to edit this? Will we edit out all his jokes? There's no punchlines. It won't <laughs> just be hard. Uh... Lots of lots of bleeping. <laughs> Stig died on the way home to his planet. <laughs> anyway, uh, so little Tommy is late for school. Oh, it opens up before that, however, to tell us it's a Paramount picture. I'm going to start early, boys. Paramount yeah. Pictures is the fifth oldest surviving film studio in the states. Founded in 1912 by Adolf Zukor, it's not such a popular name now, as Famous Players Film Company. They own, amongst what seems like a million other things, Nickelodeon Films, Black Entertainment Television, which I can only assume, as I don't know what it is, is like 24-hour Jack Black TV channel. Does someone maybe prod him away and go, Jack, someone's tuned in. Someone's tuned in, Jack. Be funny. I don't know. (laughs) I think. Uh, They also own Miramax. um, And I really liked this. They had cinemas in the UK in the 30s, were eventually bought out by Rank, you know, the guy with the gong. Bong. um, And were eventually acquired by Odeon in the end. 
Right. Final point on that. It's not really, but it's kind of related. I was reading up on old old cinema because I, I love old films. Samuel Goldwyn of Metro Goldwyn Mare fame was originally called when he moved to America Samuel Goldfish. He changed his name to be taken more seriously. Was that on Wikipedia? Because that sounds a bit fishy. No, it's real. I've looked it up. It's real. It was because it well, I was reading it on Wikipedia, and I moved to another. I moved to another article to make sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so little Tommy's late for school. Uh, he's getting out of this treehouse. And I, I was expecting, I hadn't seen it in ages, I expected him to fall out of this treehouse. I really did expect tumble out of the treehouse. He doesn't. Between 1990 and 2006, an estimated of 47,351 patients under the age of 19 were treated in the US for treehouse-related injuries. Jesus. The bar I, is set I, low, boys. I thought I'd gone deep with some random <laughs> steel fight, but you've not even you've touched on Lorne Michaels yet. Uh, well, I didn't do the Lorne Michaels because I knew one of you would, John. I, I didn't know. So Lorne Michaels uh, as a Canadian-American actor, comedian, and film television producer. Yeah. He's best known for creating and producing Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I, I just known him for his films. I didn't think he was... A producer for much, but turns out you produced loads of shit, like Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. uh, The Tonight Show, so... Well, 30 Rock. Yeah, I just knew him for right. his square sausage. That's what I thought. As soon as I seen it, like, one. Yeah. Farley and Spade were like Saturday Night Live guys at this point, uh, weren't they? So yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, because Farley's, Farley's in both of those uh, Wayne's World movies. Yes. And later we get the ill-fated... Anyway, we'll, we'll come to the ill-fated stuff, I guess. Um, he's he's running after the bus, which he misses. He runs through he runs through a hedge. Uh, we hear the catchphrase "Holy Schnikes," which you've already done, and this character Richard scolding him uh, for being late again. We fast forward through all this. Smoke I before. have something, please, before you move on. Ooh. His lunchbox. Yes, I couldn't tell. Catch. Yes, it's a Brady Bunch lunchbox. Oh, so oh. the Brady Bunch, an American sitcom, aired for five seasons. From September 1969 to March 1974, it spawned five spin-off shows. In 1995, had a reboot movie with a sequel in 96 and another in 2002. And the Brady Bunch had four studio albums. What? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't make out the picture on it because I was I downloaded it. I was watching it in standard definition, so mm-hmm. I couldn't actually see it. No, I, I couldn't. I, I had to... Uh, do a bit of a deep dive to find out what it was. Wow. Ah, right. I assumed it was because I, I, I thought the first time I watched it. Oh, I'll get that in the second time. And the second time I watched it, I was like, "Is the honeymooners?" Question mark. I don't know. So well done, well done, you for finding that. Um, that second Brady Bunch movie, by the way, that came out in '96. Mm-hmm. Did I, I, I mentioned this on another podcast? Didn't get a cinematic release because there's a bit where I want to say it's Bobby or one of the kids has some nunchuckers, nunchucks. Oh, and really? he's yeah. doing. He has a dream where he's got nunchucks and he's doing the kind of the Michelangelo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were banned from uh, BBFC; wouldn't put them in cinematic releases of films until oh, I think nineteen ninety nine. That's go, why the um, the turtles were called hero turtles over That's here, weren't exactly they? Exactly right. They weren't allowed yeah. to depict like ninja things. Yeah. I mean, crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah, we were allowed to see Sharon Stone's nice beaver. <laughs> nice beaver, thanks. <laughs> beaver to beaver. <laughs> Yeah, we fast forward and it's uh, adult Tommy uh, d- doing the same thing. Runs through, runs through a hedge, but yeah. in this this time he runs through the hedge. The boys put the the fence up, isn't he? Uh, yeah. It's like, like like the guy. Arr, arr, arr. Uh, <laughs> I've I calculated how many times he's hit his head in this film. All right, you, go. 
Uh, no, I'll. I'll do oh, you can do it at the end. Okay, I'll, I'll, great. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if you can uh, guess how many times he's he hits his head. Oh, in this all right, okay. Quiz. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, he's having a test, isn't he? He gets to his test. He's running, the, he's running the test, you're right. And there's this guy, this guy absolutely petrified as he's running towards him and he's double denim. And it's really understandable to me because I think Tommy looks like the kind of angry loner who spends nights on Reddit criticising women. <laughs> <laughs> if he was running at you like that, you would be like, fuck. Oh, God, I, you're like, Jesus Christ. I would be like, I'm just a statistic. <laughs> but it's a noise he makes as he goes down, which is like... Yeah. There's this bit where he, he just slows down and he's like, what's he doing? These girls walking by. Hi, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Back up again. It's really good. It, this is like a really good version of that scene uh, from Ferris Bueller. You know, you all know my opinion on Ferris Bueller. It's fucking shocking. It's, yeah. This is a much better version. And I know this is bad. Anyway. He arrives to do his test. He's pushing at this pull door and he, why? Why? This room just goes in. Um, did anyone catch the first question? Uh, yes. We've we seen it in National Treasure, so we've, we've already covered this. <laughs> we have covered the... I, uh, I did. Uh, I brought that. I put Thomas Jefferson, Jez Madison and John Hancock, Founding Fathers, but you guys have already covered that in National Treasure. <laughs> well, yeah. well well done. Good work. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we didn't cover... Have we, have we covered, we've covered Herbie, Han- Herbie Hancock as well? <laughs> we have, John. Yeah, we've written all this down. Well done. Um, yeah, so John Hancock, we've got a couple of things. He was the first and the third governor of Massachusetts, you know, that uh, BG song. Uh, he was succeeded by Samuel Adams, who I can only assume from what I know, it's just some bloke who makes beer. <laughs> I don't know much more about him. It's my beer. Drink, bitch. <laughs> um, he writes Herbie Hancock, of course, and we know Herbie Hancock. What we didn't know about Herbie Hancock, because we mm-hmm. covered him in what? Do you remember what we covered him in, John? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Oh, it was um, Death Wish. Absolutely, the original Death Wish. Yeah, so, yeah. He marry did the me. <laughs> he uh, did the, the soundtrack for that. Um, but he's an Oscar winner. He won an Oscar for best score for Around Midnight. Sorry, Stig, did you have that? I did have that one. Yeah, you oh, did. Okay. The what, what else have you got for him? Uh, just that he did 40, 42 studio albums. His last one was in two thousand and ten. And then uh, Round Midnight is a 1986 film about Dale Gordon, a jazz musician, losing his battle of uh, with alcohol. Cheery stuff. Cheery yeah. stuff, listener. <laughs> a honky-tonk man all over again. <laughs> well, I tell well, you what's a bit more cheery is he also did the soundtrack to Action Jackson. Carl Weathers, oh, John. That's a future episode. Uh, it really is, isn't it? Put that on the list. Um, <laughs> and he's won 13 Grammys. 13? 13. 13. That's astonishing. Uh, including that one for Rocket, which is the piece of music that you keep forgetting, you know. Bam, 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 But you keep going, I don't know it. Uh, every time <laughs> I mention it, so I'm going to He's halfway to an EGOT. Halfway to an EGOT. Uh, <laughs> Looking at his results, and lads, he gets... A D plus. A D plus. Now, I looked at this, and I was kind of like, what? Surely that's that's not a that pass. Can't be is a it? passing grade, but apparently it's a passing grade. Yeah, maybe he already needed to get a minimum of a D plus because of his other results. Sixty mm. percent is a pass in America, so a D would get him. Explains a lot. <laughs> 
We're not sorry, American <laughs> listeners. We do this every week. Stig knows hence, how it works. Hence all the treehouse incidents. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, he's at Marquette University. It's in Milwaukee, John. Milwaukee. <laughs> Wisconsin. And it's one of the top 100 colleges in the USA, as voted by US News website. Uh, founded in 1881. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, yeah, so he passes on this D+. Plus. Uh, he's at a party doing handstand bong hits. Yeah. Now, TARDIS. does that work? It's called a TARDIS. Yeah, there's the, it's there's called one. a TARDIS. We called it a TARDIS. We didn't use a bong, but we just used other implements. But it's called a TARDIS over here because it... Something about being bigger than the inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> your mind. Expand all your right. mind. All right. Oh, okay. I'll keep you, you down to the ute, big man. I'll keep you down to <laughs> the, the kids. Ute. Aye, all right, Grandpa. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yes, it does work. And the reason it works is because the blood rushes to the head. And, uh, yeah, you fucking, you, you, I'm not going to tell you how uh, the body yeah. works because I don't know. <laughs> You're tell us I'm married. I don't eggs. know. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so he gets a D plus, and he's telling his he's telling his mates um, he's going to go back to work on his dad's loading dock. I'm kind of like, okay, that doesn't sound like the best job in the world, but whatever. So I've got here that he's part of the market rugby team. Yes. So, so I looked into the rugby team to see if there's any interesting facts about them. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Um, <laughs> started in 1969. In 2015, they went the whole season without a single win. And then nice. three years later, in 2018, they won every game and then got knocked out of some kind of sweet 16 thing. You know how American sports do a season right. and then they yeah. go into knockouts. So yeah. they won all that. Uh, introduced the women's team in 93, 94. I couldn't find any information on if they actually won any championships though. Okay. Good work. Fantastic. Well, we're on the subject of rugby. That announced today that the uh, the rugby football union are uh, refusing to allow trans women to play uh, rugby. So just just while we're on it, fuck you, the rugby football union. Just fuck you right in the arse, you fucking arseholes. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's it. I've said my bit. Been been weighing on my head all day. That I hope I get the chance to say something about that. And there you go. Calm. Wooza, wooza. <laughs> can't do it. I can't do it. I've got, oh, I've got cans on. Work. On, on to Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah, yes, what have you got on Sandusky, Ohio? Uh, what have I got? Situated in North Ohio on the shores of Lake Erie. Sandusky is located roughly midway between Toledo and Cleveland. Its population in this film was 29,764. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's gone up or down since then? I'll ask John because I know. Because oh, oh. I've got it written in front of me. <laughs> I'd say it was up. I've got other facts, but I'd say it was up. I thought it was up. Apparently it's down. What? By, by 5,100 people. Near Did enough. they all drown in the uh, water park? <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's because loads of businesses shut. Yeah, I assume maybe. it's one of these places that similarly makes a lot of car parts. Yeah, I, I imagine that they've chose that place for the film because it is in the film, if that place goes bust, then the town goes down. So I presume yeah. it's, yeah, it hasn't ever expanded. Named the best coastal small town in America uh, because of its world-class amusement park, Cedar Point. Okay. It was ranked number one by Forbes in 2011 as the best place to live cheaply in the United States of America. 
There you go. What? Uh, and I've got, it's known as Ohio's Water Park, Catavado, due to the popularity of or, or the, or the all-year-round uh, indoor water park resorts. Excellent. Not to be confused with the water sport capital, which I guess was Mississippi. I don't know. I haven't really thought that through. Uh, moving on. I was looking at that in the municipal airport. Yeah, was, God. It must have been called the Municipal Airport, but uh, apparently Sandusky's County Airport is a county-owned public-use public airport. Right. Oh, well. Who knew? It's like, it's it's a little bit like Presswick, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds Bradford. <laughs> in fact, Leeds Bradford's all right. Teesside Airport, Stig. There you go. That one's a bit more like it. Am I right? There's like four flights a day. <laughs> It's barely an airport, airport anymore. Whatever, whatever they call it now, Durham Tees Valley. Yeah, yeah. Durham Tees Valley now. Did, did did Elvis go to that one? No, he did not. Oh, will you fucking shut up about Elvis <laughs> in Scotland, man? Every week, every week. It's a good fact, but we've had it. <laughs> we've had it. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah, so he, he he arrives back and he's picked up by uh, he's picked up by Richard uh, Spade, right? Yeah. Now. Question: Where did the? What's his most popular role, David Spade? I think I know what it is. It's what do you think it is? The TV show he did. Uh, Spin C. Uh, no, no, no. The other one um, with Patrick Warburton. What's it called? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, the one about uh, Patrick Warburton's married to him and his wife. Is that? Yeah. A, um, that was God. big, wasn't it? it? Was only ever on Channel Four during the day. God, what's it called? Oh. Rules of engagement. Right, rules of engagement. Okay. Or right. for me, it was either this or Emperor's New Groove. Oh, Emperor's oh, New I Groove. Now yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that since I watched it at the cinema, and I would have been nineteen. Is it worth going back to? Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's one of the Is best it? Disney films. It's still good. The jokes. The are song's still, great. still good. Uh, there's not any songs in that one. Is there not songs in that? No, one? there's no I many. Assume there was. There's no many. No, it's, it's just pure okay. comedy. It's okay, great. and Patrick Warburton's hilarious and everything. Yeah, it was it was it was grown ups for me. I just watched grown ups recently. Ah, oh, I can't no. bring. It's one of the sandlers I, I can't bring myself to watch. But you watch Click. You watch Click. I have seen Click. Uh, yeah, yeah, stop. Mind the way you watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Love keep beating seal. Because Sandler always casts hot women as his yeah, wife. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Kate Beckinsale's dad's from Nottingham. There you go, John. We can all do it. We can all fucking do it. <laughs> anyway. Greatest known dyslexic in Bloody Porridge, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did see David Spade in a film called Meet Joe Dirt as well, which was... Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's that. something yeah. I have no interest in seeing. Yeah, Is it bad? Just, it's like that Joe Bat Taylor in it, one of those ones. Yeah. Nobody really cares about it. It's not good. Oh, God, I, f- I feel dirty. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he says um, he's late. Dad was meant to pick me up, and he says uh, he says yeah he would if you'd have been on the plane that you were meant to be on. He says no, I, I I did call. He said oh yeah, what number did you ring? Seven two uh, niner. <laughs> like, did I hear a niner in there? And that was the first bit of the film that I really chuckled at. Like I really laughed hard at that. All three times I watched it. <laughs> at Niner, the pronunciation of the number nine in the NATO phonetic alphabet. Excellent. I, I just love his, I love uh, Farley's expression every time, like Richard said, every time some, Richard says something to him in the film and he knows that he's said something stupid <laughs> and he just kind of, it's like, 
And it's just his facial expression. He's so, just like so upset with himself. Yeah, yeah that he's been found <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> He says, oh, you know, you, you, I spent seven years. You, oh, you had seven years at college. A lot's changed. There's many people spend seven years studying at college. <laughs> yeah, doctors. <laughs> I looked up to see if there was any anything else that took seven years. The only, okay. thing, the only thing I could find was a law degree. I couldn't find anything else that, was, that wasn't starting one subject and then doing another one. Okay, yeah. Mm. So. Uh, today in Britain... If you want to be a doctor, you do five years at university and five years working in hospitals as a junior doctor. It's a big shift, isn't it? Wow. So the whole thing is, it's a nice car, right? He loves his he loves his car, the spade, um, and and you can't. He's one of these guys. You can't do anything in there. You know, yeah. he, he, he once he... Cha- he once chased me around the garden with a stick of wood when for leaving half a Mars bar in the glove box. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've done a Shaun of the Dead reference. Let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he puts these M and M's on 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 the thing. So look, can you not eat candy in here? Did Put you see the M and M's on the thing? Did you see the size of the bag? You know, yeah, and it said like seventy six cents on 65 it. Sixty five cents, wasn't it? I was like, man, those halcyon days of cheap chocolate. Right, so this this is where my fact my fact of the show comes in. Right, so it okay. just happens to be nineteen ninety five. Okay, so nineteen ninety five. Tan M and M's were have made its official exit from the brand because it was alleged that um, it had, well, it says that it was unnecessary to have two shades of brown, so they actually just removed it and put in blue. T- tan. Yeah, so they had tan, tan M and M's, and the reason I know this is because I can have used one, I can buy use four packets of M and M's from 1995, and they've actually opened one of the packets, and sure enough, there's tan coloured M and M's in there. Tan. What's the difference tan? between brown and tan? Brown, brown and tan. It's like a light, lighter brown. It looks more like a tan, like a, like orangey brown. One. Fudge. It's like a fudge color. But I, they decided to take it out because there was too many browns in there. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, that is the most American thing I've ever heard. I know. 1995 um, as well. Just getting confused video. over two different colors of brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anyone have any facts on the car? I didn't. Uh, I just I know the car. What the car is though. Go on. It's a Plymouth uh, Belvedere GTX from 1967. Excellent work. They had four of them. For I know that. He mentions that um, he's put a 440 Magnum with a six-pack in it. And I was like, what is that? It took some Googling. Uh, a Chrysler engine from 1969. There's a 440 Magnum uh, with a six-pack. I don't really know what it means, but that's no. when that particular thing was launched. So he these M and M's. See, mm. I found out that they were introduced originally in 1941. But he was eating peanut ones, wasn't he? Aye. By the looks of it, they were introduced yep. in 1954. Oh right, okay. Yeah. The, be- the best M and M's, though, eh? Uh, I like the I like the, I the crunch, crunchy I like ones. The normal these. ones. I just, I just, oh, no, smarties or get to fuck, mate. Now I'm really? the normal M and M's. I don't know why. I just really <laughs> like them. Guzzle them down. He likes what he likes. Hey, that's mm-hmm. fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no letter on the inside of the packet on the lid of the packet like with Smarties. You still get a letter. Oh, remember, remember that? No, you don't. I don't, know you don't, I don't they're in, they're in cardboard tubes now. Yeah, you well, don't. That, I'm glad they're in cardboard tubes. I'm glad. Uh, it's yeah, cardboard I just tube. remember that. You should just smack it and make it pop off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> happy days. Oh, hey, welcome back to old men remember things. <laughs> 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 uh, there's loads of businesses that have gone under. Um, 
the tires, the muffler place, and then the M and M's go into the into the engine. I can't imagine chocolate's too good for a for an engine. This is it's all right. They're in a thin crispy shell. <laughs> your your brain's in a thick crispy shell. <laughs> they get to the business. Uh, Brian Dennehy, Tom yeah, Senior. <laughs> R.I.P. By the way, I I, I cannot watch a film with if Brian Dennehy in or hear his name without thinking of that bit from South Park the movie. I'm so glad Every he said time. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Brian, but Dennehy. I'm oh. Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he just dressed up. What would Brian Dennehy do if he were here right now? Uh, yeah, I also think of that. Um, Brian Dennehy. Because I do think about him all the all the time. We're covering uh, First Blood, aren't we, John? With I... with our good mate uh, Paul Payne, he's coming back yeah, on yeah. to uh, to talk about First Blood. Sorry, Paul, he won't listen. It's fine, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll he'll probably pick out a million. Th- he'll have six pages on the bloody soundtrack yeah, alone, won't he? Um, but the trick yeah. is just to try and get him drunk as correctly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> he's, good, he's good crack when he's not back a liter of uh, whiskey. Yeah, whiskey, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you if you want to hear what we're talking about, go and listen to our uh, Death Wish Two episode. Hey, John. Hey, marry <laughs> um, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he won two Tony Awards, an Olivier Award, and a Golden Globe, and has received six Primetime Emmy Award nominations. He served in the Marines from 1959 to 1963. Oh, First Blood's guy. so good, isn't it? I'm so excited. I haven't watched it in like uh, ages. In I've, I've ordered the 4K for oh, it, so I'm never, so excited. I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's it, if you think if you've seen any of those Rambo films and how stupid never they are. Never seen a single Rambo film. Okay. Don't, don't know why. Just one of the ones that. Have... The, this is the one to watch, and after oh, no. that, just ignore the lot because uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're like increasingly stupid. This is a story of like a fish out of water, a man forgotten by his country, a man forgotten by his country. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's, great. It's basically, film. Sergeant Dan, isn't he? Sergeant Dan. He's Sergeant Dan, <laughs> except with legs. With legs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he's basically walking around uh, Tom Senior's after this loan and when Tommy shows up um, they head to the floor um, these factory workers all know him and they all love Tommy and I really liked this I th- and in fact Aye. do you know what I thought this film was really touching at so many points mm-hmm. extremely yeah, touching and, and really yeah it, it was and I think I kind of needed that um, at the minute so that was good he he's talking to this guy, Lewis, and he says, "Oh, what are you doing, Lewis?" He says, "Oh, I'm I'm buffering. I'm taking the the, the, the crud off the outside of these things." He says, do, you, "Do you want to go?" And he has a go, and this high speed can flies, bounces around, and flies out the window, or at least a 1995 cartoon can <laughs> flew out of the window. And I only watched this in standard definition, but I assume in HD it looked like fucking dumb shit. <laughs> Tom has built this brake pad division. It's cost him a fortune. It looks fantastic and new, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it looks like the set from Bertha. You remember, the, Bertha. Uh, you remember, you remember the machine? <laughs> yeah. You're a lovely machine. That's probably a little bit too too early for you, that stick. It's a cartoon about a factory and a machine that made anything. You just pressed a few buttons and it would make, yeah. I don't know, a chicken coop. Or you pressed a few other buttons and it would make Wellingtons. It was nice. fucking stupid. It wasn't real. <laughs> That's one for us to cover. We'll do Bertha um, <laughs> on, on the Patreon episodes. Um, but he's done this and, and he needs the bank. The bank are playing hardball with him. 
Tommy turns on this fucking this this big huge hook thing hook machine, he? yeah. And the the hooks are coming at him, and he's doing the Beverly Hills Ninja thing. Yeah. Oh man, Beverly Hills Ninja! Yikes! Imagine if that was your last film. Jesus! You know, it's like John Candy and Canadian Bacon. Was that Wagons? <laughs> or Wagons East? Wagons East? East. Canadian uh, Bacon or Wagons East? One of those two was, uh, was his last. They were both. Has he like got that. his hard hat on at this point? Because I know that he was. Yes, because he didn't have his hard hat on at one point. Struggling with it, hat. and I made a note about hard hats. Yeah, about where, go on. Where they come from? He has from. now. So it's uh, hard hats were made. The first ever hard hat was in 1882. The pattern and pulp manufacturing company produced the first ever mass-produced hard hat to protect workers. And the British company, who later became Centurion Safety Products, manufactured a helmet from pulp, which was mixed with lime and fed to farmers. And that's and then they inserted a steel plate into the front of it. Wow! Right. Okay. That I didn't think that's how they would that's how they would have been made back there. How heavy would that have been? I that's got to have caused. I mean, it's got to have killed. Yeah, more apparently people they were saved. very they were very uncomfortable because uh, they didn't have the harness that sits yeah, in them now that sits yeah, on yeah, your head. Yeah. yeah, so they just had like a lump of pla- like some form of old plastic with steel in it just dumped on the head. <laughs> oh, man. I need to wear hard hats now, so... Oh, of yeah. course you do. Yeah. And I've got bra- steel toe cap boots, but that's about it. And his brake pads. Yes. Because the whole film is around brake pads. I did research a bit about brake pads. The first ever brake pad was made in Derbyshire, England by Herbert Frude. In 1901, Ooh, the first pad. ever commercial brake pads. All right, it's my old stomping ground, Derbyshire. There uh, we go, fantastic. Where my grandparents are from. Etcher premium brake pads for the front, John, uh, are 32.99 from Euro Car Parts. The same model for rear, 11 pounds 32, and they will fit your standard Seat Leon FR, which I no longer have. Uh, but they would have done. You no longer pain. exist. It? <laughs> it's it. It's, it's, it no longer exists. It's been fucking crushed, probably. Like all of my dreams. Anyway, uh, he goes back into his his office. Tom Tom's, Tom Senior's got a surprise for him, and the surprise is he's got his own office with his name on. Yeah. He's got a fridge. You know, he could put a freezer, six pack of beer, uh, soda in here, <laughs> candy bars. He can do everything. Yeah, anything you want to keep cool, son, is a great exasperated. But it's it's played so well this because he's exasperated, but he's he loves him, doesn't he? It's brilliant oh, yeah. acting from Denny. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the, much better acting than this film deserves. It's like the bit where they're walking up to the office and he's like, "Can I take my hands off my eyes?" It's like I didn't tell you to put them on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. That was good. It's very good. Um, and then Richard comes in uh, and he says, uh, "He says, oh, welcome to his office. Oh yeah, he's got a window. Of course he has because he's been here ten minutes. Which <laughs> is kind of bitter behaviour." Uh, Richard is asked or basically told to look after him. That's the job. Uh, but Richard is just there for his John Hancock. Of course, the joke is it's Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Uh, he gets given a magazine of all the products, a catalogue of all the products to read. Uh, and uh, Richard says, it's called reading. Uh, take a Tylenol for headaches uh, and a Mydol if that's no good. Tylenol, uh, American, of course, brand name. We would know it as Paracetamol. And my doll is for cramps, period pains. What? But we would know it as ibuprofen. Briffin? Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Would you believe? Get some briffin for my doll. We are period pains. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
getting off a bus is bad guy Rob Lowe, right? We know he's a bad guy because there's a kid pulling faces on the bus and he hits it. Uh, yeah, uh, and then he finishes drinking his milk because bad guys drink milk. Exactly, uh, and old gre- Glaswegian men. <laughs> <laughs> was that a greyhound bus by any chance? It was, it was a greyhound bus. Greyhound bus. Yeah, found in 1914 in Minnesota. It was a place called Hibbing or Hibbing, Hibbing, Hibbing. Hibbing. What a place! Okay, yeah, they have um, to serve 123 routes. They have 230 yeah. service stations and 1,700 buses. I had all of that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that Wikipedia article we all went on. <laughs> I, I still stand by the fact. Can you imagine getting a megabus across America? I just, Ooh, it just God. the stench. I've been in a megabus uh, like halfway down the UK. Yeah, and that was long enough. That that's brave. I think I did. I did not. Na- first I ever did was National Express. Oh, I've done National Express to London. Yeah, Bradford did, to London. Yeah. You see, the mega bus I got on was great because it went from York to the Midlands, and then I got a train from there to London, and that was part of the cost. And then the trip back was just a train from London to York. So it was a mega, <laughs> it was a mega bus journey where only a quarter of the journey was actually a mega bus, and it still cost twelve quid. That's Jesus. brilliant. <laughs> Strikes me as some sort of false economy, but yep. what you gonna do? I've never been on a mega bus, but I have been on the Saturday night bus in Glasgow and gone from Glasgow Town Centre to Yoker. We were invited to three parties and offered two drinks. <laughs> what? They just honestly, it was like a party on a bus every that, night. That's amazing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I've been on the bus, uh, the late bus from Glasgow to Kilmarnock before. That is brutal. Is it bad? That I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> but it runs at like one in the morning and is dirt cheap. Yeah. The downside is you've got to go to Kilmarnock. <laughs> which, again, eat, I wouldn't wish on anything. And eat their damn pies. <laughs> well, that <laughs> ch- chance would be a fine thing. At the mansion where they live, uh, Bo Derek gets out of the pool and the line is, oh, she's a 10. And I, I died a little oh, wow. bit inside at that, that line. Was, that was too it much. Was good, it was too far too on the nose. Uh, yeah. The film Ten, of course, Blake Edwards' film starring Bo, Dudley Moore, uh, and uh, Julie Andrews. Never felt the need to see it, but they reckon it was really groundbreaking at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. True. True or false, John? Uh, Dudley Moore's a little pianist. Uh, do you know what? I used to love him when I was younger in the Arthur movies, and then when I see him with Peter Cook, I always thought to myself, "Oh." He wasn't as funny. I never got the Peter Cook dud stuff. I, oh, did I you never got no, it never did. I just kinda like, what? what uh I preferred Monty Python. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I like Peter Cook, he was good. We had seen him in that Supergirl movie, wasn't it? I think it was in one oh, of those. Jesus, stuff. yeah. Uh Mowage. <laughs> Mowage is what brings us together. <laughs> um Yeah, so Tom's asked Beverly uh to marry him. They're getting married on Saturday. She was a trainer at this fat farm, and she's got a son, uh, Paul. Uh, now, I will refer to them, because I've forgotten their names already. I will refer to them as Rob Lowe and Bo Derek from here yeah. on in. All right? Robin Bowe. Oh, <laughs> right. So do you, want, do you want to know what the age difference is between Bo Derek and Rob Lowe? I would love to know. Seven years. He, really? He's seven what? years younger than her, and yet he's meant to be playing her, her son. Oh. <laughs> that's like Forrest Gump, isn't it? That's like Aye, uh, there's only Sally. like eleven years between him and Sally Field. No, yeah, yeah. But Jesus. I do kind of 
feel like they could get away with it if she'd have got pregnant young because of his boyish, like, young Oh, looks. yeah, he's uh-huh. the, yeah. the black pack, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. But the thing is, keep in mind, he doesn't look any older today. Right. He's got fucking painting right. in his attic somewhere. Definitely. Literally in his yeah. attic. And Parks and Rec, he just looks really young. He mm-hmm. looks literally the youngest man alive. <laughs> Yeah. I love him in Parks and Rec. He is hilarious. He's so brilliant in that, and I was oh, certain fantastic. that wouldn't work. I didn't like him. I, I was... As soon as I seen his character, I was like, he's going to be a dick, but he was really, really good you with it. You love him, don't you? Yeah, uh, he's... he's. Yeah, I mean, there's not a bad not a bad character in that, except for Mark in Series 1. Mark mm. in Series 1 is not a character. You know, he was the town the planner. No, so he was the town planner that had a thing with... Um, um, What's her face? Yeah, yeah uh, Rashida Jones. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you could skip yeah. most of season one anyway. Yeah, season one's <laughs> shocking. In fact, I I watched maybe the first five episodes and fell off it completely. Refused to watch it until about fifteen people said, "You've got to keep at it. Get into series two, and it's brilliant." And do you know no. what? They could not. I, I've, I've watched no. it three times. They totally turned it in. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We maybe should. Um, so <laughs> he turns up. Uh, he said. Uh, Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. <laughs> Such a lovely little character. Um, they're driving through town. Oh, there's loads to do here. There's the livestock auction. Yeah. Uh, where the, uh, we can check out the 4-H girls. So that, that's a thing. The Did 4-H is a livestock judging contest hosted by the 4-H Club, an outreach of Iowa University. Oh, I thought it was a strip club or something. Well, yeah, you would think so. And I think that's that's the joke, you know. <laughs> uh, there's late night pitch and put. I would be at the late night pitch and uh, put all the time. I'd give that a go. Canned up, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and they decide that they're going to go to uh, cow tip. So they go <laughs> cow tip, right? Mm-hmm. This was uh, Rob Lowe's idea, apparently, for the script. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, and it and it works. It's it's a it's yeah. it's a it's a fun little kind of little yep. relationship thing. Um, is I've written is cow tipping illegal? Yes, very. In right. Canada, you can get a fine of up to ten thousand Canadian dollars, <sighs> which I think what? is about four hundred quid. So uh, the average weight of a cow for a male bull is one point one ton. And a female cow is 720 kilos. So when that cow steps on its his head, his head yeah, should yeah. just be mush. But that yeah. that 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 include that's going that went in the uh head knocks. Because even though he doesn't really react to it, it's still a knock to the head for me, getting a yeah. seven hundred kilo cow step oh, on God, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And apparently they don't sleep standing up as well. When they're in oh, right. sleep, they lie down like horses, but it's a misconception that they sleep standing up. Okay. Good to know. Uh, they get covered in shit, basically. He's like, I'm covered in mud. Uh, they cause a stampede. This man comes out, hey, my antique cans! <laughs> at them. Um, and uh, the next shot, they're at the petrol station, um, and he's kind of rinsing himself off with his uh, with, with this jet hose. I said, now do me. And he sprays him. He's like, I'm a maniac, maniac. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a that's a reference for like probably for people back then and not today. At least no. you would think so. Uh, maniac, 1983 song by Michael Cimbello from the film Flashdance, which is what he's doing. Uh, made number one in the US. Um, I think should still be number one in the charts today. 
because of the boys, because it was in that episode of the boys, wasn't it? Aye, yeah, the was, episode uh... of the, this series of the boys. Um, and if fucking Kate Bush can get some of that money, why can't Michael Cimbella? <laughs> you know, exactly. I I used to, I watched this film when I was younger, <laughs> and um, so I was I think it's a twelve. And I, was, I wasn't 12 yeah. when this came out. It just used to be one of those films that my parents thought was okay for me to rent from Blockbusters. Mm. I I thought he was spraying him with petrol when I was a kid. So did that. And then when I seen that clip, I was like, man, in this and this this day and age, they kind of have him spraying that petrol. That's millions. How dear is that? <laughs> I was the same when I first saw it, but then when I watched it, I realised, yeah. I remember that again. I was like, God, I thought that was petrol. Yeah. petrol I, I, I'm sure water. you two are mixing this up with... Uh, with that that Ben Ben Stiller film then? Oh no 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 no! no, no literally, that it was. Because was just standing there. Because you don't actually see what's at the end. You just see premium. That's and then, like, true. That's yeah. very true. You get to see the last one. So yeah. I love as well when he sprayed him with the water. He looks like a panda because the mud that's still like <laughs> around his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like you eat paint chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you love paint chips as a child? Uh, why? <laughs> paint chips, I thought, was just like flaked off a bit from like pipes. It turns out a paint chip is one of those testing things, so you can take them home, put them up against your wall, and and see, you know, like a like a color chart. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. I I yeah. generally thought it was just him peeling paint off a wall. And so them. did I. I thought that <laughs> for years. No. I thought it was. I thought it was a lead, lead paint chip. joke. I thought it was like wood chip wallpaper. Yeah, I also <laughs> thought it was a lead paint joke. I was certain of this thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was blown away by that. Absolutely blown away by that. Um, Tommy's doing Vader impressions into a fan. Uh, I did it earlier in the week. You know, it was red hot. I was doing it earlier in the office, <laughs> and I think my new colleagues are looking and going, "Jesus, do you eat paint chips?" As a <laughs> I still do that, and that's because of this film. <laughs> Tommy messes up not knowing the difference between Columbus, Ohio and Columbus, Georgia. One's two days, one's one day. Um, And he meets Michelle from school. She does all the dispatches. Um, She doesn't use filing system because she's got her own system. I worked out, well, I say I worked out, I let Google Maps work out. Difference (laughs) between Google, Ohio, uh, Google, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio and Columbus, Georgia. Yep. It's 671 miles. It's a 10 and a half hour drive, so it's not exactly like it's... Uh, it's it like is a one day. Yeah, so it's not like like he thinks that they're close. I think Tommy yeah. just thinks that they're close, but yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a distance between the two. Yeah, it's not a fair drive. Tommy turns down donuts because of his, I've got a little weight problem. I used to grab two bear claws at a time as a kid. Bear claws? I was like, what the hell's a bear claw? We don't have those here. They're, they're kind of like a um, like a croissant, but they're yeah. they're ridged for for my pleasure, I assume, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're full of almond paste, so they're kind of like an almond croissant. Yeah, I looked right. up that as well. Yeah. I also actually that's looked up Dunkin' Donuts because that's the donuts that she it offers. It is, yeah, yeah, yep. So they were a uh, food and beverage coffee house founded in the states in nineteen fifty in Quincy, Massachusetts, and they sell two point nine billion donuts every year. Wow. wow. That time to make the donuts guy is busy. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the Dunkin' Donuts in Glasgow? I do, mate. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. as that's my mind. So there was six Dunkin' Donuts, um, including a 24-hour branch in Glasgow and a bakery in Livingston. Uh, the plan was to open 100 outlets and focus on the London area, but the outlets and the bakery all closed in 1999 because they weren't getting enough money. 
Oh right! Wow. Yeah, because I, um, I remember I remember there was Dunkin' Donuts just where where McDonald's is in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, but uh, I, nineteen ninety nine, they were all gone. They, they, cl- they closed the bakery and turned it into the Tony Macaroni Stadium instead. <laughs> 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 the Dunkin', spaghetti ad. <laughs> a Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship at Liverpool Football Club. Oh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, because oh, of the, right. uh, they, and they did a really stupid thing. Go so. On. You know, you, you... they gave Neil Ruddock donuts. <laughs> no, this is recently, so it's obviously oh. the because of our American owners. A lot of our sponsorship come from America, America, and Dunkin' Donuts turned the Liverpool badge into like a Dunkin' Donuts kind of promotional badge. Uh huh. And they changed oh, the Hillsborough flame into like coffee cups or something. Oh fuck! And everyone's like, oh, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, oh, I, I've never seen that. I'm just about to Google this, and I'm really going to wish I didn't. I think it's coffee That's cups bad. or something, but yeah, they obviously, whoever redesigned it had no idea that the flames actually represented something. That's crazy. Let's have a look. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's all pink. and Oh, they're like milkshakes. That's it, yeah. Milkshake. Oh, yeah, no, the coffee cup at the top, I see. And then there's the milkshakes. Yeah, they turned the Hillsborough oh, Flames into milkshakes. The Hillsborough Flames are milkshakes. That is brutal. That's bad. I mean, it's bad enough changing a, a logo, but something, I mean, not, oh, I, I, no. I get it, I get it, it's America. But Jesus Christ, you have, you've got to know what that is about. I know your audience. I just think someone would have run that by the club and gone, we've designed this based on your club thing, and someone would have gone, <laughs> yeah, probably shouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah, better not. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, I wish I'd not known that. <laughs> but do you know what? I'm putting it on the list. Go on. There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be 101 things we learned about donuts. Right. At the wedding, Tom's explaining to, you know, how difficult it's been for him being on his own. He hopes, you know, he hopes Tommy's all right with it. Tommy says, of course he is. I just want you to be happy. Richard comes in. Uh, how do we look? What's his response? Chubby. Chubby, that's it. Oh, yeah, sorry. chubby. That <laughs> was like, whoa. Uh, but obviously, Tom's a good guy. Understands completely. It's the drink that's talking. Uh, they they do the wedding, gets it all over and done. And Tom's doing business at the wedding. And the line is, and it's a great line. It's brilliant. I could get a look at a T-bone by shoving my head up a cow's ass, or I could take the butcher's word for it. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic line. Yeah, and it's about. Line. It's basically about seeing them being made and, and the deals, okay? Mm-hmm. And it gets fucked up a million times. I've not written down the various variations of it, so you guys can pick well, Why, why is he yeah. doing this business at his wedding? Because that's <laughs> what he does. That's the kind of character he is. Yeah, I guess. You know, that's that's the that's the thing. Uh, big song and dance number by Tom and Tommy. Uh, Tom collapses dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the funeral, Tommy heads back to the factory. Now, with the factory being empty... John, did I got real vibes of this bit here being that old disused factory in Robocop uh, where they kill yeah, yeah. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> That's I not a good vibe to have, is it? Vibes of that. It's quite a sad and poignant moment in the film. Oh, it's yeah. very much oh, so. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually written yeah. down here as well, like, because they play Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. They do. So. Oh, I checked at the top 10 bagpipe songs for funerals. And that's, <laughs> that, and that, that's number one. I just, yeah, Amazing Grace, the Christian hymn published in 1779. I did not mm-hmm. realise it was that old. God. Uh, Takes me oh. back. Takes me back. And apparently, bagpipes, yeah, like obviously they're well known with Scottish people, um, mm-hmm. but they've been around for apparently for years in Europe, North Africa, West Asia. 
and the Gulf. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a there's an African tribe that are famous for bagpipes. Apparently, Sorry, John, but it's uh, dating back to <laughs> thousand BC, they found suggesting that they found like tablets and and stuff that suggest they were playing like some kind of bagged piped instrument in thousand like BC. A, like an octopus. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're not going to be allowed back on this podcast because that's upset John. <laughs> you're st- you're stealing you're stealing all of his Dead. history. Dead to, you, 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 Dead to me. Dead to me. All these, all this cultural appropriation. It's no money avoid kill. <laughs> Next up, like, I, I am brew was invented in Argentina. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> see if you see Russians, I'll kill you, man. <laughs> uh, the words to Amazing Grace were written in 1772 by the English poet and Anglican clergyman John Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. He also did uh, Xanadu with ELO. Oh, no, that was Olivia <laughs> Newton-John. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so he's on his he, he's on his boat, isn't he? He's on this dinghy, yeah, that's dinghy. with Michelle. Uh, and all I could think was, he said, it's a dinghy. And I was like, is it not a schooner or a sailboat? Uh, schooner is a sailboat, you dumb fuck. <laughs> not, it's been a long time since I've done a, uh, a Mole Rats reference. So I'm quite quite happy to get that one in. Uh, and he's basically talking to her about, you know, he doesn't know what to do next. He doesn't know what the what the best thing um, for it is. And these kids, because there's there's no wind, these yeah, kids are like abusing him, Gordon. you know, Moby Dick and all this kind of thing. Uh, and uh, and she she ends up they're not listening when he's like kind of trying to be nice to her. And she ends up yelling, "Listen up, spazoids! I know. Spazoids, Jesus! <laughs> I know where you sleep." Your mothers will cry when they see what I did to you, Miss Scarper. So I don't really know where they sleep. <laughs> I did you not think that the kids did not react to this properly at all? The yeah. actors. I, I remember just looking at the kids and they obviously told her when she says this, run away. But they all like look at each other, laugh, and then like run away. Like they didn't <laughs> get the memo that they were meant to be scared. <laughs> Bloody kids. Yet another week where we're covering shit kid actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the board meeting, uh, there's an offer on the table, but it's a family-owned business, so they don't want to do it. The bank w- won't give the money. Um, if the factory closes, everyone in town is out of work. <laughs> the line is from this old woman, who I don't know who she is, <laughs> and that's when the whores come in. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I had completely forgotten about and that's when the whores come in. <laughs> she's just ranting about them they're yeah. all top, trying to talk business and she's like dirty horrors with them. I know and the, the husband's like you get caught one time yeah. <laughs> once during the war yeah. Tommy offers his home and the inheritance as collateral uh, says he'll head out on the road to get the new orders and he'll take Richard to help him <laughs> the fun to begin the line is no one could help baby baby Huey on the road. And I was kind of like, what? Is that like a helicopter or something? Baby Huey, you can Google this, is the shittest looking thing I've ever seen. It's described as a gigantic and naive duckling cartoon uh, and was a Paramount character. So not only does it work for the gag, it's free to use because it's a Paramount film. Oh, I've got, yeah. is it that or is it baby? This singer... There's a singer well, called there Baby is a, Huey. Yeah, well. but there's a singer also called Baby Huey. But originally, the character is, yeah, because I found a couple of Baby Huey songs. I just ran out of time to listen to them. Because he's a big bloke. So I wondered whether that's he is a big to be fella. the joke. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, possibly, possibly. But, but then yeah. again, the duck it the duck is as well, isn't it? So yeah, the duck the duck the duck looks kind of a bit like Farley, <laughs> didn't he? It's an obscure <laughs> reference that it doesn't. Yeah, it's a yeah. reference that doesn't work fifty no. odd years on at all. <laughs> uh, Only um, have a look. I never even saw that. Only ever Gander. Oh. Uh, in the car, they're heading to their appointments. Um, Tommy's eating fries and squeezing ketchup oh, into his mouth. Jesus, and the good. line is, I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> which I think is what Rachel says to me on a daily basis. Oh, that's so gross. Just that. It's so gross. And it's that oh. noise as well. Like, like uh, yeah. Noise. Yeah, the, yeah. the squirting noise. Yeah. Um, in the car, he can't answer any questions right he's asking about the product he can't get it right um and as they arrive for the next for the first appointment he says um what don't we take and he's like "Uh, no shit (laughs) he's like no no for an answer Um, (laughs) except they do it very easily like three times the fourth guy and i love this says "Uh, maybe and they don't really know what to do Tommy says, uh, uh, "Look, you know, I can explain using these cars, using our brake pads, you know, and the and the car brakes and it stops." And then he's, I've just written bits from the thing. He's smashing them up. There's a bit. I can't stop. Oh my god, we're burning alive! <laughs> <laughs> and then the the and then the uh, paramedic turns up. Oh my god! <laughs> the new guy's in the corner puking his guts up. <laughs> the guy's like, "Get!" They set fire at the desk. I said, "Get out! Get out!" <laughs> do anyone know what car he destroyed? I was looking at. I do to think, not. No, there was I, a mini there. I saw the mini. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was that he destroyed, but I couldn't couldn't do it. No. Figure it out. I did write down though that he was wearing a clip on. Uh, All right, a, well spotted, yeah. Clip on gr- grabs him, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, oh. I've been around since 1928. That was the first ever clip on. All right, okay, cool. A lot longer than I thought. Some of those. Yeah. I thought clip ons might have been something like 60s. Or 60s. Like I would yeah. have thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go and get gas, and Richard asks for directions from this guy. Uh, but the the whole thing is we can see Tommy can't make the hose reach. So he pulls backwards in the car, but he's got the door open, bends the door forward, manages to fix it, but doesn't yeah. get any petrol. He gets a crease at the door as well, apparently. <laughs> there's a massive crease in it, and then when he comes, the speaker goes back, there's nothing. Rang the oh, door well spotted. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> um, and he takes the door off, getting in the car, and the line is, what have you done? <laughs> Great fun. Uh, at the annual fair, uh, Bo and Rob are snogging. Um, they're together. They're not mum and son, uh, and they intend to take every penny. Michelle sees them kissing. She's kind of onto them. Uh, mm. Rob's drunk and he pisses on this substation and gets electrocuted. He gets basically Sorry, shot back. Obviously, never watched the seventies British TV infomercials about oh, pissing on substations. Oh, that was scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrific. Oh, put, losing his kite, things like that. Uh, back in the car, Tommy can't find the next town on the map, and Richard helps. Look, Magellan, um, and he isn't watching the road. They hit a deer. They're crying over the carcass and they put it in the back of the car and head for the next appointment. Right, the Magellan thing got me. It took me a little while to find because I couldn't spell it. Ferdinand Magellan, uh, who lived from uh, 1480 to 1521, was a Portuguese explorer who was credited with masterminding the first expedition to circumnavigate the world. I thought it was a fat joke. I just thought it would be a fat joke. I thought I would Google it and it would come up with some fat bloke. There's a lot in the, in this. Yeah, there, there is. I saw a, um, a little fact about the deer as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah. because 
obviously you can't really train a deer. Uh, the production company, they had four of those Plymouth GTXs and they had to donate one to a deer farm so they could get a shot of a real deer. Oh, so they placed really? a lot of cameras, lights and stuff hidden in bushes for days until they could get the actual shot of a deer on the road. And then when it was on there, they kind of shot all the lights on to, to startle it. Mm-hmm. And so they could get that one shot of it right before they ran into wow. it. Wow. And then it crashed in my car. Yeah. And then uh, oh. the rest of the stuff is all apparently just animatronics. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, I, it, I, I mean, look, I thought in America, I don't know why, right? <laughs> but I thought in America, if you ran over a deer, you had to put it in the back of the car and eat it when you go home. I don't know I why. Mean- <laughs> I don't know why they put it in the back of a car. I don't know why they put it. Well, I, I checked. I checked this out. So I just uh, in my head, I thought, right, they must need to take it home and eat it, but they don't. So I looked up the, the American etiquette. So it says if you had a deer, um, move your vehicle to a safe place if possible. Pull over inside the road. Turn on your hazard lights. Then you need to call the police. Then document the incident. Stay away from the animal, which I didn't know was a thing. Contact your state farm agent. And don't assume, assume your vehicle is safe to drive. So that's as far away from you. Put it in the backs and eat it when you get home as, as you can get, to be honest. <laughs> what were them two planning on doing with it? That's what I wanted to know. Well, they're talking about taking it to a vet, aren't they? It's uh, like, well, it's dead. You know, we can't take it to a vet. Um, I I really expected them to go to, I don't know, to go to Spade's house, see his mum and try and get a uh, try and get a knife, you know, Joe Pesci style. He's hit a deer. He's going to get his hoof out of the grill. <laughs> no. <laughs> they make it to the next to the next place, the next appointment. Um, and the business owner he basically gives it to Richard to do. The business owner hates him, doesn't he? He says, you're a smug, horrible man. Um, yeah. And so Tommy decides to get involved. He says, you know, look, you know, he says, I'm sorry about your dad. And he says, look, you can shove your head up a butcher's ass and he just can't get it right. <laughs> he has this massive meltdown about, you were just thinking about driving into a bridge abutment. And that's what I learned. That's the word I learned today was abutment. Yeah, abutment. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it, that was no, no, called. No, no, no. So I've added that to the list. And he does, he does a great thing with his hair, which is which is the Farley thing you see him with his yeah, hair yeah. everywhere. He does that. And it looks fantastic. I mean, you know, I haven't got any hair, so it looks great. <laughs> um, what's what I mean? <laughs> no, you're right, pal. Uh, <laughs> um, Back in the car, and the deer comes back to life and wrecks the car, which is all the animatronic stuff that we're talking about. Um, they're at this motel. They're watching the TV. There's an advert for Zelinsky's. Who's he? Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. His talking hair looks like Coneheads here. <laughs> yeah, you messaged me, and you used because I hadn't watched it by the time you messaged me. You messaged me and said, "I I can't believe how quickly he talks here." It's some great delivery. Some yeah. great delivery. I make part for the American crack. It's quite good. It's quite good. You should uh, should, do that for a living. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, his his hair is something else. Uh, It looks like anime hair, doesn't it? (laughs) It just needs to be blonde. Dragon Ball Z. Anime haircut. Richard's hoovering up these moths because he's left the. See, this is the kind of thing I would do. If the room's too hot, you open the window, right? And he opens the window. But all these moths are coming in. And he's trying um, to hoover them up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, as he's trying to hoover them up, um, Tommy decides he's going to do something to, to, to cheer him up. And he does the fat guy in a little coat thing, which I think about... I still think about fat guy in a little coat. All It's, it's, the, it's the second most thought about thing from this film all the time for me. The, the bit is coming up 
very, very shortly that I think about all the time. I um, I do fat guy in a little coat with my kids' jackets. Do you really? <laughs> oh, mate, that's brilliant. No, they, nice. they, they obviously don't have any idea what the reference is, but I just like put the jacket on. I'm like, fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> and do they laugh? Yeah, but they have no idea what it is. No, but that's fine. But they no, but that's great because dad's come up with this thing, fat guy like because nice. that's all our dads ever did. So made pa- up stuff, pretended they made up stuff that they got off the telly. So this is something from real life. I've learned. Okay. So um father used to do this to David's beard all the time, to the point where David's beard like used to hate it. Because and he says here that he was on Conan once. He said uh He'd do the fat guy in the little coat routine all the time. He'd say, David, turn around. And I'd say, if this is a fat guy in a little joke, it's not funny anymore. I don't like it. And he'd go, no, no, it's fine. It's something new I'm working on. I'd turn around and he'd have my Levi's jacket on. He'd do the fat guy in a little coat. Don't you quit on it. And then he'd rip it every time. Oh, man. <laughs> That's <heck>. brilliant. <laughs> uh, the next day, they're arguing over songs on the radio. Um, the, these two fart rock songs, uh, but they agree on Superstar by the Carpenters. But they agree it's really bad and they hate it. Uh, and then they end up singing it and crying, crying. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is really good. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I, I was into that a lot. Uh, Superstar by the Carpenters, the original version by Delaney and Bonnie, 1969. Nope, me either. Uh, but Eric Clapton played guitar on it, apparently. You know, really? terrible father, Eric fuck Clapton. That, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy right in the ass. Um, <laughs> the Carpenters version, 1971, and it made it to number 18 in the UK. Covered by yeah, Luther Vandross in 1983 as well. All right, okay. Oh. That's a lot of covers, but it's never too much. Oh, yeah, cheers, John. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> Thanks yeah. for thinking about that one. Didn't mess <laughs> there, like, I know. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> um, the bonnet, the hood, pops up and they swerve off the road. Tommy didn't take the can out of the spout. They have this massive fight where Richard just keeps hitting him, hitting him and hitting him. He's like, Oh, sorry, I, if I wanted your mother to kiss me. <laughs> and then he hits him with this big, big <laughs> two by four, doesn't he? That's pretty funny. Hacksaw Jim Is that some wind? Yeah. And then he knocks him over and he goes, ooh, a prehistoric forest. And just fucks off to this thing. <laughs> prehistoric forest is real. Yep. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a real place. Yeah. Do you want to wait? I'll let you take no, it. No, no. You elaborate. I, I, was, I was going to Google it, but I've seen somebody was actually so, talking yeah, about it. Yeah, it was opened in 1963. It was a small amusement park with dinosaur theme. And it was built to take advantage of... Blossom tourist trades along the US Route 12, but as interstates were built, the area slowly saw less traffic and it was closed in 1999. They had 63 fiberglass dinosaurs in there, and it's been the subject since of just like vandalism and selling off like the dinosaurs and stuff. Oh man. I did read afterwards that the irony is that now apparently there's a huge NASCAR event right close to it. So it has so loads of it has loads of tourists coming through the area oh, now. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, it looked it looked good. That's, from what I saw, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I googled it, and there was lots of old pictures stuff like that. Looked really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I think. Have you well, ever taken the kit? Sorry, stick on. Is that the point where he says that's going to leave a mark? Yes. That? Yes. So that's the line when we talk about um, planes, trains, and automobiles. He took that line from that film. Right. right. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was just Fantastic. a little because it was a. He really likes that film. He just wanted to play a little homage to it. So, Buddy Road movie. 
love it. Who who doesn't love that film? It's a great movie. That's it's fantastic. Really is, yeah. At this diner later, um, he asks for chicken wings. Uh, Helen, uh, Helen, is it? Yeah, the kitchen's closed. Tommy says, "Helen, we're both in sales." Uh, he says, uh, "He says, you know, I get excited with my sale. I'm like Jojo, the idiot circus boy. This is the bit I quote." weekly um he says i've got my little you know i've got my sale and my sale is my little pet and i love my little pet and i pet it early you a naughty pet you're naughty and i ripped my pet up and he's ripping up this thing this thing and i've killed my sale so you see helen (laughs) she's like i'll put the fryer back on you freak (laughs) the the noise he makes as well when he's like choking it's like Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah, erratic, yeah. It? it's up there for me with the bit in Wayne's World where Garth's talking about, "Hey, Mister Donut Man, who's trying to kill you?" I don't know, but they better not. Oh, that's not good. He's knifing the Donut Man. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Oh. I again, I think about Mister Donut Man every time I have a donut, which is alarmingly regular because I'm. <laughs> I I do and, like it when the when the the foot opening scene of that Dan is like, he sure didn't like leave a mark us like my face. It's it's okay on this oh, side, yeah. but here just really hurts. He's got this big fuck off bruise on his face. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like sidebond, doesn't it? Uh, Richard explains that he's a people person and and that that works. Mm. Look what you did. You managed to sell to this woman. Um, at the next day's appointment, this guy, I've seen this guy in things, but I couldn't pick him out of what I've seen him in. John, I think we've done a film with this old boy, this old bald boy in. Uh, yeah, he's definitely yeah, I think one we, of those I think he's been a, a subject to this. Yeah. Um, he wants a guarantee on the box. All right. And this is a great line. He says, uh, he says, yeah, I can put a guarantee there. And then one day the guarantee fairy uh, comes along, <laughs> but he takes money off your dresser and your daughter's knocked up. Uh, if you want, I'll take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed. Hey, I've got time. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> great. Um, or you can take a quality product from me. And just like that, the guy agrees. Um, much to everyone's surprise. Mm. Um, back at the house, uh, Rob and Bo are making plans. His plan is to stop the trucks. If he stops the trucks, he'll stop Tommy Boy. Yep. Um, <laughs> he'll be forced to sell the company. Uh, he heads to the plant under cover of darkness uh, with this massive, like, assault rifle, isn't it? Yeah. Looks like he's the Libyans in <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> um, he, there's a Rottweiler on a chain which kind of jumps but doesn't quite get him. Um, he aims to shoot. Now, this seat, this automatic seatbelt thing was amazing. Like, yeah. the, the seatbelt. As yeah, he shuts yeah. the door, yep. the seatbelt automatically kind of comes towards him. That was so Aye. cool. Uh, but it's kind of worrying because obviously they've had to implement that because Americans were only putting a seatbelt on and it was kind of cool. But you think, it takes two seconds just to click it in. I, I don't know if I'd like that, especially with kids. You know I mean, because I think they have what it, sits in, it does it in the back seats as well. So right, I certainly wouldn't like it if I was trying to fire my assault rifle at some trucks. Oh god, I it's annoying. That's for sure. <laughs> um, it catches him and he shoots up at this sign, which falls and lands on the chain. I mean, it's it's perfect, perfectly. Un- unexplicable, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, lands on the the dog chain, and the dog jumps into the car and gets him. Everything and happens good. to him is just like pure slapstick. Nah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And, and there's the, the there's thing. another slapstick bit coming towards the end of the film, which I'm kind of like, uh, it's it's funny, but I've watched it three times now this week, and I don't <laughs> feel like I ever need to watch it again. 
Um, it's I, but this bit where the dog jumps at him is very Jurassic Park, isn't it? No. <laughs> you know, good doggy. Uh, it's a proper <laughs> Nedry job. Um, that night, Tommy and Richard are at the hotel. Tommy heads to get a pizza. He says, like, "The only diff- question I have got is Chicago style or thin crust. Chicago style is just what we would call deep deep pan, yeah, or uh, or, 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 or fat pizza." I thought boss, Chicago- boss man pizza shop is what I would call it. <laughs> I thought Chicago was like the one that looked like a pie, like a. It is, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it is a pie, but the but the Americans, and- yeah, yeah, but we we don't have a, we don't really have no, that. No, we don't have that. Uh, you get a Chicago Town one for like ninety nine p. Chicago. Throwing the microwave on that bit of cardboard <laughs> and Milkshake Muth Bonjour on your lips. Yep, <laughs> it does. Yeah. Whilst. He's away. Richard's perving on some woman at the pool. Oh, daddy likey. <laughs> like, nobody's round. It's naughty time. And I'm like, oh. This Such is a cool. creep. Yeah. That's so creepy, isn't it? He's jerking off watching as Tommy comes in uh, and he jumps under the covers. Richard, were you watching Spank of it? Spank Travision? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and the jokes are do you think she's got a boyfriend? Do you think he plays for the Yankees? Um, you know, or is he Buddy Wackett? Okay. Yeah. Have you covered Buddy Hackett before? We have covered Buddy Hackett about four times, yeah. and I have absolutely no idea what 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 one's in. <laughs> because I I, I I was like Buddy Hackett, so I was like looking it up, and I was like, oh, okay, it's Buddy Hackett to play on that. And I was looked looked up some things on Buddy Hackett, and it came up with Scuttle the Seagull. I was like, I'm pretty sure I heard you guys mention that you voiced. Oh yes, yeah, somebody Scuttle mentioned in, Scuttle. In the, it was a guest. Yeah, and the little mermaid. The so I was like, oh, that goes my fact. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we've done that one. Uh, yeah, oh, I can't think who that might have been. No. I'm sure, I'm sure whoever it is doesn't listen. So I did look up the, <laughs> I did look up the little rascals though. I also looked at the little rascals. Tell us what you got because I've got a lot. Uh, not just I've got Little Rascals in nineteen ninety four American family comedy film. Uh, it is based on Hal Roach's Our Gang, a series of short films from the nineteen twenties, thirties, and forties. Yep. That's exactly what I've got. It apparently coming back on Netflix. Who the fuck is that for? Who's watching? Who cares? Like, who is standing for the little rascals in 2022? I didn't even care about it in 94, and I was the age that you were meant to care about them. <laughs> <laughs> have, have any of those kids gone on to be anybody? Uh, no idea, to be no. honest. And also, no. didn't Mo kill the original Alf Alpha in that episode of The Simpsons where he was a, a child act? He was a child actor, <laughs> so and it's that. okay because he was owned by he was an orphan owned by the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember that line. I don't know why. Otherwise, I remember that. Oh, anyway, looking at this list, no, no, Maybe. they're all dead, right? They, again, they were all orphans owned by the studio in '94. <laughs> what What was it in kind of like '92 and '94 where? Like they kept doing those. They did the Adams Family, which worked. Those two Adams Family films are great. Yeah. Um, they did the Beverly Hillbillies, which I went to the cinema to see. What the fuck was wrong with me as a thirteen-year-old? Wow. Um, they did loads of things that were that were like re- like old fifties things. Really, really they did Dennis as well, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. That was around then yeah. as well. Yeah, I was, going to see, I was going to see Bewitched, but that was later on, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean. Fucking hell! How like Jesus? Who who cares? They do it now. We we're getting them now, aren't we? You get like these old films just remade, or these old franchises just rebooted. Aye. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I, just yeah. it's just a right thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, Just just I don't know. Just 
just look if you're gonna make Leave a zombie it. TV program, make a zombie TV program. Don't try and fucking make it Resident Evil. Oh, anyway, I, I haven't listened that. to this week's Modern Escapism yet, so I don't know what everyone feels about it. I'm quite enjoying that. I'm show. quite enjoying it's it okay. actually because it's, so it's okay, stupid. right? Um, it's fun, but it is not Resident Evil. Just because uh, the old, just because the old boy's called Wesker doesn't work. Doesn't they put on re references, didn't they? But it's, yeah, it's you know. it's totally oh, it's Umbrella. Fuck no. <laughs> South Africa, though, it was always going to happen in South Africa, wasn't it? You fucking prawn, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> they get a bunch of yeses. He's on fire. Uh, he gets a thousand units to sold to Oshkosh. <laughs> Oshkosh, which I didn't do anything on Oshkosh. I've got it written here, but for some reason I must have missed it. Did anybody get anything on Oshkosh? No, that's no. a shame. Uh, sorry, I've got Kalamazoo for later, so don't worry about it. Oshkosh. Uh, yeah, I wrote Oshkosh, but didn't do anything with it. No, it was in some just a... later. Doesn't matter. Meanwhile, in Michelle's office, while she's not there, uh, Roblo turns up and he's changing all the figures. Uh, he really is a bad one. Um, back on the road at the motel, and again, I do this whenever I'm in a hotel. Housekeeping? Housekeeping? <laughs> you want me for below? You want me to jerk you off? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of hotel is this? Literally, that's like when I've ever been in a, away with my brother and one of us is outside the room, like, it'll just be that joke. <laughs> I did, um, just going back to that bit in the office, he gets his shirt ripped off by that mail tube system. He does, yeah. <laughs> I, I just oh, tries, he just tries to play it off like nothing's happened. <laughs> so I should go. <laughs> It's really, it's really good. I don't know why I've not written that down. I checked to see if they're still used, but apparently they're still commonly used in hospitals and department stores. Um, it's a pneumatic tube system, and it was invented by William Murdoch in 1799. You're a pneumatic tube system. You're a t- <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. If that's all you got, mate, that's fine. You're more. You're more. It was a Scottish engineer, though, so there's you, you can have that for your history. You've got something. We invented one thing. Yay! You've got pipes off you, but you've had uh, pneumatic post mail systems. (laughs) (laughs) They're over the target figure. Um, Richard's just just made a sale. They're over the target figure. They're singing loudly to Come and Eileen, which I do all the time. And like me, they only know six o'clock TV hour from It's the End of the World as We Know It. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're not a patron, by the way, uh, jump onto our patron because uh, this week is going to be a free episode of uh, uh, Facts and Lies and Rock and Roll, where I talk to a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Josh uh, from Super Familiar with the Wilsons, about that very song. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Six o'clock TV hour. It isn't that song, uh, but it is a different REM song that we talk about. But I'm not going to tell you which uh, until you uh, until until you listen. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. um, that It'll song. Cost you a quid was uh, they re-released it. So it was released in 1987 and they re-released yep. it in 1991 and it actually got higher in the charts on the re-release. Oh, right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was 87 it's... originally and then it got it only got to 39 in 1991. Because it was Whereas... in The Stand, wasn't it? Stephen King's The Stand, mm-hmm. the original miniseries. Run about the early 90s. I can't remember that. I've, I've seen it, but I can't remember. It's off document music. album, isn't it? I think that one. That's 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 the one of the few. Songs yeah, quite like Co- Come and Eileen though was number one in loads of countries. Oh, was it? Wow. Yep. Well, Australia, Belgium, Ireland, New Zealand, South Africa, Switzerland, UK, and the US. Okay, credit to them. They only had two songs. So why? No. Covered in 2004 <laughs> by the 442 band for an England song. 
Was it? Oh, I don't yeah. think I need to hear that. Come on, England. Altered the lyrics to an England fo- uh, national football song. <laughs> now, the 2004 this... European Championships. Now, this is a reference for nobody, but they should have done it for the 1998 World Cup. And then it would have been Come on, Eileen Drury, who was the uh, Glenn Hoddle's mate who used to, she was like a mysticism woman. No? Right. Is that no. a reference for nobody? Come on, Eileen Drury. Anybody, you if you remember who she was, there you go. Nope. Uh, <laughs> moving nope. on. Off for the old man, the old Englishman. Um, we're back at the factory. Um, Rob's work has caused all the orders to be cancelled and they're going to have to sell now to Zelinsky, who's the offer on the table. So Tommy and uh, Richard are back at the factory, yep, yeah, at this point. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, based on the place names that they went to, I actually looked up how long their road trip was. Right. Do you want to? Should we play a game? See how, See if you can get. Higher <laughs> Do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Right. So it's higher or lower than fifteen hundred miles. Okay. What do you reckon? What are you going for, John? I'll give me something. It somewhere. I'd say. I'd say higher. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm going to go with John. I don't think it is, but I'm going to go with John because he's he's the quiz master. He's, he's, he's a higher than fifteen hundred miles. I'm just higher. Higher. Yes. What about two thousand miles? Race your out. I reckon. I reckon no. I don't think they go that far. They're only in two states. I'm sure of it. They're only in Hawaii, Ohio, and Michigan. I've written every place name down here. Actually, I can tell you where they went to. Oh, I remember Chippewa Falls or Chippewa, so. Kalamazoo, Oshkosh. They go to Detroit. Go no, to... I think they only go to two states. So before this gets too boring, uh, they <laughs> one and I, I guess. Based on the names, they went to 1,952 miles, 32 hours of driving. Oofed. Wow. Went, uh, yeah, but how uh, long were they meant to be away then? I'm not sure, but it went from Ohio to uh, somewhere in the Midwest. I didn't get that part. It just said Midwest Regional Auto Parts. <laughs> I looked it up. It wasn't a real place. And apparently where they filmed it was Canada. So that didn't help me. Right. <laughs> 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 Illinois, Davenport, Ohio, Des Moines, Minneapolis. Duluth, Oshkosh, Flint, Michigan, Detroit, and then back to Sandusky. Wow. A nice big hey. circle of the Midwest. You can come back some. Uh... <laughs> I've got some proper <laughs> random facts. Still to come <laughs> no, up. but that's what we like, you know. <laughs> you know, that's what we like. Uh, Michelle quits because Tommy's a jerk, blaming her for not using the system. Uh, mm-hmm. She's at the airport heading to. Cuyahoga Falls, which she mentioned earlier on, was where her uh, mum and dad had moved to, and she sees Rob and Bo winching John. At yeah, a pure winching over each other. Heavy winching. That little pixie that she is. <laughs> uh, back in town, uh, Richard and Tommy are in the car. Uh, Richard's been drinking because obviously they're going to lose their jobs. Um, he vomits beer all over the car, and the cops chase them. Uh, yep. Tommy has an idea, drives into the field and jumps out. Bees! <laughs> Your firearms good. are useless against them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back and check on you. <laughs> yeah, because they're allergic. And it works, oh, so brilliant. they get away with it. Oh, it's going good. So uh, they're allergic to bees. I looked up yeah. bee allergies. Okay. About 2 million people in the US are allergic to bee stings. 3% of children who are stung will experience an allergic reaction. And obviously, in the most severe cases, they'll go into shock and they'll require a shot of epi 
Epinephrine. Epinephrine, yep. Yeah. EpiPen. I did look up into how many people turn into Macaulay Culkin. Just <laughs> oh no, <laughs> don't I'll cry. <laughs> He's gonna he wear, wear his glasses. glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us, three grown men. Christ. <sighs> <sighs> Tommy sees the Zelinsky billboards. Uh, the plan is to ask him to help, as he's a nice guy. Um, at the airport, Tommy calls Michelle to apologise. Um, as Richard fails to get a ticket, um, they pay off a couple of attendants for their uniforms. They're doing the pre-flight chat. Um, Tommy puts on a child's life jacket and inflates it, nearly killing himself. The woman, yeah. He grabs a woman's pen, jams it in the thing. Um, yeah. There's this big, long scene of Tommy getting changed in an airplane toilet. It is really fun, but it doesn't work on a podcast. I got no more than that. No. You know, he's falling over in the toilet and he falls out covered in toilet roll and pish. He does well, he bashes his head, so I wrote that down. Oh, right, yeah, there's, there's good a stuff. Head, I haven't been counting now. here, so it's going to yeah. be a guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> I did like write some about uh Midwest Airlines as the airlines they get on, formerly okay. known as Midwest Express, founded in 1983 and ceased operations in 2010 when they merged with Frontier Airlines and Life Preservers. Okay, the oldest examples of life jackets can be tracked back to inflated bladders, animal skins and hollow sealed gourds for support when crossing deep streams and rivers and were originally right. used by Norwegian seamen. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and and uh, John's upset because he thought that they were Scottish. <laughs> ah. <laughs> the first inflatable life preserver which was invented in 1929 by Peter Marcus was nicknamed the Mae West because it made people look like they had large breasts like the actress Mae West. Nice. 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 Uh, and I know you find that, that there's not been any <laughs> proven facts or anything on record to prove that those life preservers save you in a, a crash at sea. So it's a bit of placebo. Apparently. There's the placebo. There's this <laughs> bit where uh, there's this bit where anyway it doesn't matter because we're not we're not likely to fly into a, into the sea. We're more likely to crash into a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. Brilliant. <laughs> so I did actually as well look up um, Sandusky to Chicago. Okay. Four and a half hours in the car. Yeah. Uh, it's going by plane saved them two hours and twenty minutes because they still had to drive an hour to Cleveland, which is the nearest. Airport to Sandusky. All right, wow, excellent. Obviously, not using the municipal airport that John had mentioned earlier. Exactly. On. <laughs> Get it used. <laughs> Did they? I, I didn't. Uh, I forgot about that. It no longer exists. Um, <laughs> Tommy's rubbing himself with this magic tree air freshener, isn't he? <laughs> you smell like a cab driver. Not that there's a problem with that, sir. Uh, and they head into this bank on the ground floor of this building. Tommy shouts, this will only take a second and everyone hits the deck. <laughs> I really had forgotten about that. In a laugh. Uh, they make a dash for the elevator and Zelinsky's in there. Yeah, you went a little heavy on the pie and have to shave there, son. <laughs> um, and he says, oh, no, it's a uh, pine air freshener. And, he, and I think the line is something like, that's the first thing, you know, discovering what it is, isn't he? Or something like that. He says, that's uh, the first thing. Now you just have to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zelinsky explains that he just wants the Callahan name. He's basically an ass. He pretends yeah. to be nice for the business in the adverts. Security show Tommy and Richard out, but not before we see that Bo and Rob are in the meeting for the deal. 
Yep. Uh, Richard explains. <laughs> oh yeah, well, so yeah, he's got about his family. I'm kind of child. You are stupid. You are a stupid <laughs> grown man. You're a stupid man, boy. Um, Richard explains that he's proud about how much Tommy's grown and that he calls mm-hmm. him his friend. Michelle turns up and explains she knows Bo, Bo and Rob are married because she asked her brother, who we earlier found out was a copper, but I didn't write it down. Um, yep. Right. And I've got one. I just have to put a bun of contention here. How the fuck did she get to Chicago if the flight was full and they had to pretend to be flight attendants? Flight attendants. She, she, she was on the earlier. I assume she was on the earlier flight, though. But got there after them. Or maybe, mm. maybe she flew to where where her mum and dad live, and then and it's it's round the corner from uh, Chicago. Just, it just it was just one of those or ones maybe where she, she just followed him because she, right. she seen him going into a gate, didn't she? So she could have actually just said, "Tell you what, give me a, a, a give ticket. me a ticket." So on the earlier flight, but you're mm. right, Stiggy. It, it's it's uh, again. I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> um, Tommy spots this this bloke with these road flares. He straps them to himself and basically storms in with the news crew. Yeah, uh, gets Zelinsky to sign a contract live on air. Um, Five hundred thousand of them, half a million. Uh, the factory are watching and celebrate. The news reporter leaves, uh, and Michelle explains the police report, stating that they're married, so the company remains Tommy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob's trying to escape. And ends up in this test zone. Now, yeah. this is the thing I had the issue with while we're doing this, um, is that this test zone with the car and all the concrete appears to be up this building that we've seen from before. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they've got, got in the lift. Nice. Yeah, and they've gone up the building, this huge amount of concrete in this car. Mm. We are to believe... It's in the middle is of it this some kind of magic building? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I, I I didn't do any looking into to, to crash dummies because I'd run out run out of time. Thankfully, I, you know I don't think I need to. But I tell you what I did at lunchtime today. I put an I I put a bid in on eBay for a Game Boy game, the Crash Dummies. Do you remember yeah, the, the I had amazing that? Oh, yeah. I, had yeah, I used to have that. that. You jump at the, the window. first level. You jump out the window and you have yeah. to avoid the things to catch the things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one where you're driving a car. Uh, I will know tomorrow. By the time this this goes live, I will know tomorrow whether my four four quid bid. For a game I will never play. Uh, Every time I think of that game, I think of the uh, Crash Test Dummies, the mm-hmm, uh, the, mm-hmm. the band. That yeah, remember that yeah. thing? It was on um, Dumb and Dumber as well. But I thought that that dumb. album was absolutely amazing. Funny you should mention Dumb and Dumber. I heard today on the radio, uh, Apache Indian. Wind your body, wiggle your belly. Your belly. That there you go. Boom right. shakalak. That's what that's called. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? Why was that on the radio? Is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Steve Wright, pish. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's leaving. He is. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. <laughs> Twenty-five years of the same shtick. I do this on The Simpsons every week. I'm not going to do it now. Uh, right. Yeah. So he tries to escape. Ends up in this crash test dummy car crash, and then yep. this seat tester that lands on yep. his plums. Uh-huh. And Zelinsky's line is brilliant. He's uh, send that man some champagne, and uh, and uh, he can put his he can put his his Balls in the ice or something, isn't it? Isn't it great? (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Tommy gets the girl. Michelle kisses him. And then the final scene, really, main scene, is he's announced as the president to the crowd. And he says, look, as long as I'm in this job, there'll always be jobs here. And then finally he's on the boat. And I love this, especially having lost lost dad in in the last year and a half. I love this because he's talking to his dad. I hope you're proud of me. 
I hope, mm. you know, I hope it's all working for you. But could you give us a bit of wind? Uh, because <laughs> we're going to get to Michelle's parents for dinner. And I was like, that is lovely and sweet. I love that. Right. Great well Nice, Nice ending. And we end, yeah. And it's great. I bet, Stig, you've got millions more things. I bet you have. <laughs> Not a lot. I've got some facts about the... Oh, where have we got here? Um, I did have a fact about when they're in the diner, and I think it's Richard or Tommy says it looks the shrimp looks like a pooper scooper. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote some facts down about pooper scoopers. <laughs> okay. So the invention is credited to Brooke Miller of Anaheim, California. However, some people have said that the original pooper scooper was invented by Sam Gorowitz in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh, oh what? Local uh, stuff. Yeah, that's the Osh- No, that's the Oshkosh one. I couldn't think of where I'd put it, but that's it's that one. Wow. And the generic term for pooper scooper is actually included into the dictionaries in the 1970s because it's what everyone called them. It's the used word, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And I have a few fun facts about the film. If you want okay. to go over that. Please, uh, yeah, throw them in. So yeah. working title was Billy the Third, a Midwestern, but due to Billy Madison happening yeah. around the same time, they scrapped that title. Okay. Holy Schnikes was something that Farley used to say in real life, and that's why he brought it to the film. Uh, there's a Tommy Boy reference in the film Fifty First Dates. Is so, there? Yep. And Drew Barrymore's character's doctor, who's played by Dan Aykroyd, says mm-hmm. that the Brain Institution was funded by T.B. Callahan of Sandusky, Ohio. Ah, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Bo Derek only had 13 lines in the entire film, despite Too being many. one of the <laughs> central antagonists. <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey was originally cast for Rob Lowe. Uh, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> and the on-screen chemistry between Spade and Farley is cited as being the inspiration for Donkey and Shrek's relationship. Oh well, wow. Well, as we all know, it's not a it's not a, a fact not that a fact. I, I'm we going to tell you because we all know it that uh, Farley was the original Shrek. Yes, he was. Farley yeah. recorded the lines to Shrek. Majority what of a the, different uh, Shrek we would have had. Yeah, uh, John. Yeah. Uh, I was I was honed in on Chippewa Falls. Turns out the only uh, almost only famous person we know from Chippewa Falls was Jack in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was all a lie as well. It was all a lie because it says, and in, in the film it says when he was a kid he fell into freezing cold water at Lake Winnesota. Uh-huh. But it turns out the Lake Winnesota is a man-made lake and wasn't it didn't exist until 1912. So Jack lied. Wow! <laughs> Bloody hell, John. That's I know that's not your fact of the day. That's mine. That's great. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's me done. Okay, uh, final couple of things. Kalamazoo, I mentioned. Uh, loads of things about Kalamazoo. But I just wanted something interesting. Southwest Michigan and has the following sister cities. Kingston in Jamaica. Numazu in Shizuka in Japan. And Pushkin, St. Petersburg, Russia. But probably not that one anymore. Uh, <laughs> finally, the director, right? And and that's where the that's where the link comes from, I think, Stig for um, Fifty First Date because Peter Seagal, check this list of guff out by the way, Naked Gun Thirty Three and a Third, this, My Fellow Americans, Nutty Professor Two, The Clumps, Anger Management, the film that was so bad it made Jack retire, Jesus, Fifty First Dates, The Longest Yard. Uh, the original I really like. No. That one might be worth a go. Or John, shall we just do um, uh, Mean Machine? 
Shall we just do Aye. the uh, the the British one? With a Scottish um, with a terrible <laughs> Scottish accent. The, the longest <laughs> yard isn't good, but because I because I was into pro wrestling at the time, it's just full of pro wrestlers. It's full of wrestlers. Oh, yeah, so I was like, oh, I've got to watch that. <laughs> shit though. Get yeah. smart, which is bad. Yeah. Uh, again, another one of those old properties that people decide to make into a film. And what the only one of those I haven't seen is Grudge Match, which is De Niro fighting Stallone as boxers. All right. Have either of you seen that? No, no but I heard it's terrible. It. Okay, it's going on the le- it's going on the shortlist <laughs> for the patron's choice of Slight Ember, by the way. So, <laughs> listeners, if you fancy that one, this I say shortlist, we're going to have the biggest list of patron's choices for Slight Ember. And if it's not Copland, I'm fucking burning the podcast down. <laughs> well, you've just you've just knackered yourself then, because no one's gonna no one's gonna no, vote I'm for Copland. No, I'm, I'm not. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So that's. I mean, that guy. That guy's career doesn't exist. He he's made or is making a TV show called Heels, which I can only oh. assume is a wrestling. Thing. It's a wrestling is thing. It yeah, it's meant to be all right, actually. It's all like, right. like a drama set in like the indie wrestling scene. Okay. Right. All right. Eh, I mean, as, like as much as I'm into it, I'd, I'd rather watch. I'd rather have another series of Glow. Please. Yes, I really. Netflix. I'd like them to finish Glow off the bastards. Yeah, so would I. Cla- classic Netflix behavior. Yeah. Anyway, right. headshots. Go. How many headshots do you think he took in this? Oh film? right. And okay. this is this in, this includes falling through the table. I'm taking that as a headshot at the beginning. Okay. He does land hard on the floor. He does. Yeah. John? He insisted actually on doing most of this stuff himself as well. So. Oh really? <laughs> wow. Sure. And and obviously did a lot of speed balls to get over it. <laughs> I'd I'd say fifteen. Okay, I'm gonna say twelve. Fifteen headshots. Ah, oh, oh, nailed John it, boy. You get a point for that. Well done, yeah, boy. Speaking of the nice. speed balls, it's the one film he actually was completely sober on. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, sad. Add that to the facts. I have. I've done and then so. he kind of fell off the wagon. Very much hard. Boy, after. didn't he? Yeah, yep. absolutely. What yeah. what could have been? What could yeah, have been? Anyway, uh, Stig, while I top them up, how many do you think we got? I want to be optimistic. I really do. Because I, I wrote quite a lot, and you also quite a lot. So I'm going to go quite high, somewhere in the 90s, 94. Okay. John? 111. That's a brave guess, John. Uh, can, can uh, Stig, can you go higher than John, please? 126. Fucking hell, 126. Well done, mate. <laughs> Was it? 126, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, 126. 120 of Get which it. Stig bought. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> there you go. Now, so, now, just bear in mind that that is, that is the bar that needs to be beaten by your co-hosts, uh, none of which are allowed on. Uh, you oh, know, you, allowed you've on said the high, so you're the winner. The winner! Yes, you get in. Screw those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Gadget can come on because uh, he's, he's the only one that... I don't think that definitely... That didn't beat Basketball, or did it? No, Basketball was 144, but oh, yeah, I think our highest one is um, Forrest Gump. No. I think basketball was one one two one two two or one like, no one four four. I think Forrest Gump was in the one sixties one seventies. Wow! Right. Well, so that's the winner. Hang on, let me just reel off some facts about Chicago then. No, <laughs> no you, you've had you, you've had you, you've, you've you've pissed on your chips. 
fantastic. Yes, um, of course, if you are a patron, you're not going to get any extra on this episode, but there is going to be some extra stuff coming up. Uh, Stig, do you want to reel off uh, our patrons? Yeah, let me just get... Before you do, apologies, patrons, but I uh, I ran out of time to say something nice and new about you. So we're saying all <laughs> the same stuff we said last week. So as anyone who listens to our show will know, I will definitely do this all in one take. <laughs> oh, yeah, one take Stig. <laughs> one take Stig. Never edited, honestly. Honest, honest. <laughs> P- Patreon shout-outs. We have newest Patreon, Paul and Sophie from SP Film Viewers, a lovely couple who review a different film every week. You'll find them on our Jurassic Park episode, which I actually listened to this week. So, good one. They're a yes, lovely very good couple. one. Oh, and I think, did we, we made her feel uncomfortable about something. I can't remember what it was. Did we give her a rude quiz, Stig? Of some sort. We gave Sophie a rude uh, What was it? I'm yes. Sure we did. He did. Um, I've forgotten she's what it was now. Which I feel, I feel terrible about because she's a lovely lovely lass. <laughs> yeah, we've, done, we've been nothing but inappropriate <laughs> with those two. He did give him a quiz, yeah. Um, we've got Ian McComish. McComish? That's the man. Yep. All around nice guy and long term pal of mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm reading your, your notes out. So it's, yeah. Uh, Rachel Plan, you know her. Uh, Nigel Davis, owner of the Wonder Emporium, does accessories for tabletop and mini games. Get him on Facebook by searching for Wonder Emporium. We have Dan Belson, the red half of Be There with the Belson podcast, and Gav Belson, the blue half of Be There with the Belson podcast. Uh, Aaron from Z1 podcast, an audio drama about love, life, and undead and hamsters. Uh, Joe Higgins of Hallmark Greatness, weird things, weird thing about that, and Damn It Vince podcasts. Joining us in September for an episode. I don't know what what are they doing. Could you have to say? Uh, we're doing uh, Judge Dredd. Oh, oh like the yeah. Stallone version. Yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe oh, asked. Joe excellent. asked for Judge Dredd. Jesus, like one of the very first mess. I think he DM'd me before I even know who he was. He said, "If you ever do Judge Dredd, can I come on?" And I was kind of like, <laughs> "Who the fuck's this guy?" And obviously, we're dear friends now. Like we 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 we, we talk every day, me and Joe. Uh, and. Um, yeah, and and I, I I just basically dropped it on him the other day, and I went, "You're doing dread." All right, yeah, great. I know he was <laughs> delighted, but he was like, "Yeah, okay, great." Yeah, okay, whatever. excellent. Looking Way forward to, to that one and all the Stallone impressions. <laughs> uh, we've got yeah, Phil yeah. who picks up plenty on loads of stuff that uh, you guys miss, uh, but he pays a luxury for it. I'm not sure what his excuse for the last eighteen months are, though. We have some some guy called Punk from. What the fuck do you want, podcasts? He's all right, Twat. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Freak>. <laughs> no, his podcast his podcast is great. Uh, comes out every Monday. It's 30 minutes long. It's a really fun podcast. Uh, we've got the lovely Saz. Uh, thank you for your continued listens and support. Uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants, the boys. have uh, just done season three summary, and they're great cracks. I'll get on that. We have three excellent chappies from the greatest podcast you've ever heard in your life, Modern Escapism. Comes out every Thursday. Get it on your podcast feeds. We'll got, edit that out. We've got the sex appeal of the show. It's Biggie. We've got myself. And we've got the main man, Gadget, the editor, who we also binned off with Planty last week. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I've been binned off, man. <laughs> Uh, Ian from I Cult- wish I was wearing Geordie jumpers. <laughs> well, that's better than Candy's Geordie impression. <laughs> yes, <it> Jesus. <laughs> uh, we have Ian from Cook Connections podcast. Three different media links in one common thread. Uh, Gav McGill, long-term supporter of the pod and long-suffering Falkland fan, 
and Josh Wilson, a lovely man, Tober Impressionist. Great couple slash family podcast, super familiar with the Wilsons. Smashing. Thank you very much to those lovely one people take. who are helping. One, one take, just one take. <laughs> uh, those, those lovely people who are helping us live our dream of uh, putting the money into some savings and then probably buying some stickers with it, which we'll end up yeah. giving away anyway because we're idiots <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> we, we are... I don't know. It just seems like the right thing to do, doesn't it? You know, we'll we'll eventually give you something more for your money. Uh, but we're going to give you episodes. We're going to give you loads of little things. Punks come on to do something that we're going to be launching in the next couple of weeks. Um, and we are going to be doing some more uh, bits and pieces that patrons, if you want to, to to guest on one of the little mini patron episodes, let me know. Even if you're not a podcaster, if you're just some fucking bloke off the street, that would be good too. Uh, we want to uh, we, we want to support you. But stick. Thank you so much. For doing all the fucking hard yards this year. Yeah, you done. You done. You, you, all the heavy lifting was done by you, Stig. Yeah, sorry, absolutely. Yeah. So go like away and a, like an exam. Listen to his podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, it's hard going, isn't it? Like yeah. I, I really think that when we had a few weeks off, I forgot how hard this was to do. Aye. Um, and and one what like I don't know, but it's been a little while since we've got. This is the first time we've got over a hundred in a couple of weeks, isn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, it's been there. So, it's been, yeah, been it's good to, chipping good away, to, been chipping away. That's so. what happens when you got fresh. That was blood. my uh, that was my target. Didn't have to be the best one. I just wanted to get over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, you certainly and, did. Oh, you battered it, mate. Yeah, you. And, and I can't believe Planty asked you the question about. Uh, Tell me something that we said in one of our podcasts, like putting you well under pressure there. No, but he's only just listening <laughs> to it. I know, but still, though, you don't do that. I only just listened to it, so it should be fresh in my mind. Problem is, I listen to so many podcasts in a week that... It all meld together. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. And I listened to three he was on. <laughs> he's never he's never laughing. I was going to say, the, I was going to say something there, but I will just say radio instead. You're going to say off the telly, that. weren't you? He's never nah. the telly. No, no, no. Transistor radio. Oh, I see. All right, Grandpa. Um, <laughs> Shut up. Do you know what? On the subject of patrons, this next week is our uh, is our patrons' choice for August. Patron patrons' choice too for August about films mm. about films. Do you remember what it is, John? No. Nope. <laughs> Stig, do you remember what it is? Is this Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It is. We're oh, doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Me and Stig are doing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You get the fucking big, mate. Right? Okay. I'll just nice get myself into some of the who's. Let's go. <laughs> you can go on Punk's podcast instead. He's been fucking banging on about getting you on for ages. So that's what we can do. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Um, so cheers, Stig. Thanks again, mate. Really good. Nice. It's been a little while in the making. I'm glad you bought something funny because we don't do funny very often. Yeah. Certainly not this fucking podcast. Quite serious. Yeah. Quite serious. Uh, <laughs> Um, but we'll uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But for now, this has been 126 things. 26 things we've learned from Tommy Boy. See ya. See you guys. Bye. Bye.